welcome to a brand new episode of Reality Based Positions, your mainly Bravo Reality Recap podcast featuring your three hosts. I'm Kenny. I'm Kyle. And I'm John. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for the newbies here, just so you know, we will not be reviewing every single scene of the episodes that's just a waste of time and also it's very boring because sometimes you do get filler scenes so who wants to discuss the housewives of oc washing their dogs i don't anyway so yes we will be hitting on the important things important conversations important scenes and let's get right into it without further ado we're gonna go straight into the real housewives of atlanta season 15 episode 13 i cannot believe when 13 episodes in i don't uh i just don't feel like enough it's happened to be 13 episodes in but here we go so, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Honestly, I'm over this did they kiss, did they not kiss foolishness. I know this. I mean, I know it. Okay, well, I'll just say this. I don't care if they kissed. <laughs> I'll say that. I don't care. I don't really care if they did kiss or not. What I care about is I love just anything that makes Candy just be like determined to. <laughs> to prove herself because miss burger said i'm not a liar and i was gonna leave it alone but now that you've called me a liar i have got to do what i need to do but before we get all the way into that i just want to say that a quick welcome back to miss cynthia supermodel bailey my girl looked amazing the vibe just felt different having her there she walked into the scene confessional was amazing her now her dress was a little wrinkle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think that was the dress. I think that was the dress. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, is it is it made like that? I think it's the oh, dress. Oh, I thought it was a wrinkle. Well, Cynthia, if it's made like that, congrats, since you look beautiful and you fit right into the cast. Most of the women already knew you, so it wasn't it wasn't this awkward thing of who is this random? And then the people who aren't filming, who are super fans on the low key, <clears throat> Courtney already knew who you were, mm-hmm. and they ran off. <laughs> I mean, John, what are your thoughts on the episode before I get all the way into it? So, as you mentioned, you said, oh, there's not enough happening for it to be 13 episodes in at this point. Girl, just end it. <laughs> Can we put the song okay. in the city and just cancel the rest of the episodes and go straight to the reunion? Because <laughs> I I don't care. I just don't care. I agree. Um, like you said, the kiss, I don't care if they kissed. Honestly, I don't. Marlo's just determined to keep Candy awake all season, as we found out through Speak on it. The kiss was actually never supposed to make it to TV. It was never supposed to be a storyline. Marlo, when she sent the video to LaToya, that is what created a storyline out of it, and then they had to react to it on camera. So, the storyline that wasn't supposed to be isn't giving. I wish they would have still just cut it out. I feel like that's the producer's way of saying, y'all a little bit too boring, Mm -hmm. so let's have some type of excitement, because they've been boring. They have. They have um, been so bold. Like, this ain't the excitement they need, because this is not giving me anything. Because once again, I don't care that Latoya, yeah. whether they kissed or not, I don't give a fuck. This was season 13. No one liked season 13 of Atlanta. Exactly. <laughs> no one likes that season. So of all seasons to <laughs> reference or to bring up that brack around is like, there are 1 through 14, and you pick season 13 to say oh we're gonna pivot back to that the worst thing they could have done besides season 13 is maybe for me personally is if they would have pivoted that to like season 11 because i had some problems with season 11 
But yeah, so I did as well. But it's better than thirteen. I will say it's better than thirteen. And in regards to the whole, you know, kiss thing, the reason why, and we're not saying this because we're bored of the show because this season has been boring. But the reason why we don't care about the kiss is, I mean, everybody, if you listen to our other podcasts, we're all sex positive. So a random kiss between friends is literally nothing on our radar. Like it doesn't register. Like it, it's not a big. Let's talk about this for. I think we're on episode three now of talking about this. And also, yes. the fact that this became a storyline makes me concerned because what was the direction had this kiss not like, happened? Like, where were we going to go after this? Because nothing has happened after this, to be honest. We got some, like... The fact that we had to bring the Toya's ass back. Right. To talk about this kiss, it was just so fucking annoying to me. Yes. Yes, because had she come back, I mean, I know Candy had a party, but for those of you who uh, watched Candy speak on it, she did say that Latoya was a last minute invite. So, I mean, Latoya wouldn't have been at the party, let's be honest. And the kiss wouldn't have been discussed and Drew wouldn't be in this hot seat right now. Like she's on the way with a divorce, but she wouldn't be in a hot seat. Like you, you know, we would have, I, I just don't know what we would have going on, honestly. Other than that, I mean, we saw for the first time in a while, Candy and Marla were in the scene together on the same side of an issue, which, I mean, that is probably the only thing that changed. But obviously, their relationship is still not good. <laughs> exactly. It'd be different if they made up and right. changed the dynamics of the group, but it's not changed the dynamics of the group at all. Exactly. It didn't change anything. They were basically on the same side for, what, an hour or however long they were at the actual party. Um, Other than that... Most of the Atlanta drama has happened either off camera in terms of like housewives giving interviews or at the reunion, which we have not seen yet. I agree with John. Like, let's just go to the reunion because I don't feel like I know Drew's divorce stuff is coming. But honestly, from the footage or what they've told us, her divorce stuff could literally be one episode. It could literally be the finale and we can because we know they're getting a divorce. We know that she was making out with this lesbian lady. Other than that... We know she has a fidelity clause. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. So other than that, yeah. So we're going to get ready to move on, but I'll just say real quick, for those of you who've seen any of the interviews from Courtney or from Candy, and I think Kenya has given an interview, basically, per the reunion, Candy and Drew are in a worse worse spot than they were before. Candy and Kenya are still good, still homegirls, still hanging out. Portia and Kenya were hanging out and uh, have unblocked each other. Thanks to Candy. I saw Candy was the connector. And that's pretty much it. There's really nothing else that... Oh, can I make one more comment? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I wanted to say that another scene I enjoyed... It wasn't a major scene of the episode, but another scene that I enjoyed was Sheree and Candy sitting down talking after their trip to Portugal. Because mm-hmm. Sheree finally well, stepped back in the role that was meant for her as the bone carrier. Because mm-hmm. when Sheree is in her proper role, because, you know, she's not meant to be a fucking anchor. But when Sheree is in her proper role, she is a great C-list housewife. Oh, Amazing. damn. <laughs> so I appreciate Sheree stepping into her true role and her true purpose on the show. Which is Kyle C-lister. I just want to give a oh. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Maybe <laughs> Sheree ever heard you call her C-list. Sheree is just. I'm gonna say, girl. She's not just, that girl. Just give it up. She's not that girl. Sorry. She's not. But I mean, that's pretty much it for ATL. Like I said, we're waiting on a reunion. Hopefully, the reunion is soon. We know they've already filmed it, which means we have at least maybe two episodes to go, and then we can 
be done. Oh, please, God, yes. <laughs> I can't wait for this season to end. It's not giving. Please. Well, moving on to Fresher. Real Housewives of New York City, season 14, episode 4, recap. So, loved it. this was not huge on, this episode, sorry, was not huge on group scenes. However, um, I mean, we did get some, but what I did like was the personal storylines. I If, if I wasn't mm-hmm. empathizing, I was laughing. And the reason why is I was empathizing <laughs> with Brynn because I did not listen. If you would have said, oh, she's black, mm, no. And John and I discussed that maybe it was the hair because I did say every time I see the lady's hair, I'm I'm in distress. And I feel like her Ooh. hair has been in distress because she could not find. I feel like the black hairstyle she was talking to on the show was hired for the show because that woman did not look like she had been doing this lady's hair for any amount of time. <laughs> I did emphasize, though, with her uh, story because, I, I mean, how many times have we heard about like biracial kids say that, you know, a lot of times they're they are stuck with their white side and they don't know how to do anything to their hair. So I know that is a struggle. I did laugh at Erin's personal story when she said her business is called Homegirl. I need to text Girl. her and <laughs> I'm just going to text her a picture of old boy from Abbott Elementary, Tyler. How he just be staring at the camera like. <laughs> I did laugh. When she said, when she said the name of my business is Homegirl, I was like, excuse me? How is this failed? I like homegirl. Well, I don't like how my username on the screen is right now. Yeah. I don't think she oh, has it in her to oh. spell it like in an ebonics type way. If she did, then I would then I'd be like, okay, now the bitch is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say one of my favorite things before I get into like the episode episode, I'll just say one of my favorite things in New York is I love when they are rich and casual with it. So like when Erin was talking about her growing up and her parents and her life. It was giving filthy rich, and yes, I know I'm wealthy, but I don't need to put on bling, 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 head to toe. She's very much a New York wealthy, meaning I have the cash, but you may not see it on my body. Like, I may not be rocking diamonds head to toe, but this apartment costs $5 million. Yeah, that Hamptons house costs another couple million. That other house over there costs, you know, things like that versus somewhere like, uh, let's say, Jersey, where they're just tacky. If they have money, they're wearing it. I'll say that. But how did you feel about that? They need to follow that Jenna Lyons advice. You're wearing Balenciaga here and Gucci here. One of them gotta go. Exactly. (laughs) Which is why my girl is the stylist. Okay. And y'all ever notice that the richest people in the world dress like they shop at Dick's and Walmart and Target? It's all name brand shit, of course, but they don't really all the time look like it. Well, you know what they say, the saying, money talks, wealth whispers. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, actually, I think I think one of the former New York women, I actually remember saying that, but I can't remember who said it and who they were saying it to. But I do remember them saying some, oh, it was Dorinda when Sonya was in one of her rants or binge, you know, drinking, was saying how P. Diddy or Madonna or somebody goes on her yacht and Dorinda was like, money talks, wealth whispers. and and then she was like, I partied with John John. And Dorinda was like, that's kind of difficult to do because John John's dead. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> Dorinda was eating her ass up that season. <laughs> I'm sorry, she was. I'm sorry. She, every time Sonya said something, Dorinda was up in her coochie, ripping her apart from the inside. Wasn't that the season right after, right after Sonya said it's a reunion? It's okay, Dorinda. We all know you do coke. 
You know what? I think so. And I think <laughs> because of that, that next season, Dorinda said, I'm on that bitch's ass. <laughs> and I'm going to stay on it. How dare you out me, ho? But yeah, I, you, I agree with you, Kyle. Like, Jenna, we know. Like, Jenna casually wearing half a million dollars worth of jewelry while chopping up shit for breakfast, for me, it's wealth. Because she didn't make a... It's Brynn, who we later found out isn't the <laughs> most um, coined one, is the one who pointed it out. And it makes sense, because Brynn is the one who you know doesn't have that lot of money. And she's looking at the money. She's filming a show around people with a bunch of money. So I get her stance on, wow, this is so casual for you guys. It ain't casual for me. I get it. But I do. I did appreciate the home stories. What do you think, John? I also like the personal stories of this episode. Once again, it wasn't a lot of group scenes, wasn't a lot of drama, but I like the fact that we get to know more about Bryn other than she's the party girl or mm-hmm. the, you know, I feel like they're trying to make her the loose one. Mm-hmm. I hate using yeah. the term loose in terms of, of women, but they try to make her out to be like the sexually free, carefree one, which is fine. But I don't mind that. Obviously, she's a me, but <laughs> she, we got to go deeper. And I really appreciated that. Once again, I stand my new black queen. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. We also got to learn more about Uba and, you know, how she's feeling about her mom passing, what was it, 10 years ago? No, that was a shade. I'm just saying, she said it was like in 2012. In December 2012. No, I'm not. was in shade. I'm just saying we can see how it's still affecting her and the way she makes decisions and how she goes about her life because that's a hard thing for anyone to go through. That is. Right. That is. It's just the way you said it like 10 years ago. <laughs> no, because I don't remember how long ago it was. I wasn't being a bitch. I, Uber, I has done nothing to me for me to be a bitch to her. I will say that. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so and then we got to focus more on Erin and her business. We learned a lot about Sai. In the last episode, and I like how she tied her story in with Bren's story to empathize and throw the dinner for her. Right. I really like this episode. It showed sisterhood, which a lot of housewife shows, Atlanta, are missing. <laughs> I must agree. I Speak on. I love it. I, I'm not gonna say you know because it's not you know if you break down this. I didn't love the breakdown for Bren in terms of like oh mm-hmm. she's crying great, but I love it like the vulnerability because I agree with you. It seemed like the first two or three episodes they were trying to paint her as like. Flirting with every guy that they saw and, you know, all that stuff. And I wanted to get... She was the nasty girl that Beyonce was singing about. Yeah. And so this episode, I get it. Like, she was like... I can see that as being the shield now. Like, this is Mm -hmm. what I'm giving you out front because on the inside, bitch, I'm hurting. And, you know, if anybody knows that, I think we know that. How, what that's like. But anyway, yeah, I it wasn't too much on group scenes, which is fine. I love it when you can have, if it's not a group scene, a, a heavy on group scenes, then it, and you give us like personal scenes, but it's entertaining or it's engaging. So I was actually very engaged. Mm-hmm. Uba, Aaron, and Bryn gave stuff. We've seen personal stories from Cy and Jenna. So I think the only one we have left really is just so, like I know we had a scene with her, but I feel like she hasn't really just... It's that marriage. I'm waiting to get into that damn marriage. Yes. Okay, because her husband did call her a bitch. You know, there's no (laughs) way around it. He did. (laughs) And, you know, if I'm in a marriage with somebody and he flat out calls me a bitch, I'll say I have bitch tendencies, you know. I just have to sit and look. Look back on my life, look back on everything, and just, you know, figure it out. 
agree. I agree. Yeah, he did call that bitch on the. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't I, nice. <laughs> I agree with you, John. It's that mar- like it's that marriage. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into. That. I know it's coming, and I feel like Bravo held off on that, or I feel like Bravo picked up on that, so they knew. I feel like they they knew probably from the moment they interviewed her. Like, oh, follow her. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on NYC before we move? I do not think I have any more thoughts on NYC. Enjoy the episode. Next week looks like there's going to be some drama. I saw a preview of a Jessel Aaron sit down, so can't wait for that. All right. So moving on next to out of the three that we've seen this week is my personal favorite, Real Housewives. Mine too. Yes. Real Housewives of Orange County, season 17, episode 10. Okay. So. I'm trying to think. I don't have to go scene by scene, but I need to talk about a couple scenes because OC, I, I, I don't know if it was in the contracts or if whoever their showrunner sat them all down preseason and was like, turn the fuck up. Or I don't know who it was, but kudos to whoever, whoever casted and put this particular group and Gina together. Kudos to them because. Not well, I, I got to take away some points for Gina. No, no. So kudos to put the cast, and then Gina is the end. Like I don't give points for her. I just give. Okay, oh, okay. you know, it's kind of like <laughs> when you're in a friend group, but there's one person who's not in the friend group, but they keep hang- like your friend brings their outside friend group, and you're just like, ah, oh. that's what it's given. And I don't think it'll change because she's been there too long, so she should have been integrated by now. And the fact that she hasn't for me lets me know it's not going to change. But anyway, so yeah, we opened the episode. Well, after we get past the scenes I don't care about, we opened the episode with Gina and Heather meeting up. And listen, I was telling John this earlier, Gina was playing a less potent game of what Tamara was playing in terms of trying to get Heather Dubrow to spill some sort of tea about Shannon and John's relationship. And Heather shut that down quickly. Okay, look. Yes, she did. (laughs) Look. Uh, Tamara was playing the game with the $10,000 check on the line mm-hmm. and Gina was playing it with a $5 check because and, that's all she can afford. And Heather Dubrow said, I haven't seen $5 in a long time. So <laughs> I can't, I don't know how to play that game. That's a poor person. Gina game. saw it at Chili's. And, and to her, that was like, damn, that's a lot of money. With her quesadilla explosion. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> but she she shut it down. Heather wasn't here for that. And while, although it wasn't a long scene, it was an important scene because, of course, you know, once we get to the end of the episode, we'll see. Um, I, <laughs> next up, I don't know if I missed it. Did they reveal who chose the names for the party? Or did they just say? They just said it. They didn't say how. I don't remember seeing like how it was chosen. Or I know Tamara mentioned something about pulling names out of yeah. the bag or something, but they didn't show. I don't know. Yeah, because usually they'll flat. Like if she said, "Oh, we pull names," usually they flash like a quick three seconds of them pulling, you know, something. But the fact that we didn't flash, I was like, "Did they really pull names, or did production say, hey, guess who you're going?'" You know what I mean? And then they just told Tamara, you know, say we pull names or something. But either way, it was shady for Tamara to get Heather. I thought was shady. And since Gina and Shannon are having problems, so for Shannon to get Gina, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought I was like, yeah, it's, it's shady, but I like it. It works. Quick for me to run through real quickly. Taylor, I don't know what your outfit was, but that was lazy. Sorry, it was lazy. I, like I said earlier, Taylor gave, I'm a friend of, I'm not putting all the money into this outfit. And I'm not upset with her about that. 
Mm-hmm. Kudos to Jennifer going as Taylor with the, with the hair and the lips and the. I loved it. I actually thought Emily did a great job dressing as Shannon. I thought mm-hmm. Heather Dubrow just put on a skin tight outfit and just said, "Hey, I'm Jennifer." Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> did she even do a blonde wig? I don't think so. Okay, it wasn't even fully blonde. Her hair gave more Lisa Renner than Jennifer. Yes. Ooh. Yes, and that's not a compliment, guys. I thought <laughs> I thought Gina was giving Medea, sorry, with the padding, and it, it just didn't look right. But, you know, kudos to her for doing what she can do on her budget. And uh, <laughs> Tamara, I enjoyed as girl had to do bro. But lastly, the best outfit was Shannon with my girl. If you get there. Huh? I was waiting for you to get there because I'm ready to drag Gina. With Shannon, with Shannon, (laughs) come on, finish the sentence. I'm I'm ready to go. With Shannon, put those tracks hanging out. I said, wait, what? (laughs) And Bravo ain't shit because they then flash back. To show the audience a reference of why Shannon's track is out, and they want you to see. Y'all remember seeing? Y'all remember seeing when, when Gina's track was always showing? But for me, it's when she said, "Well, Shannon has to do the old me because she can't do the current me." And I was like, "Girl, you act like you upgraded your looks that much. You went from Forever Twenty One to Charlotte Ruth." <laughs> Ooh. And Shannon doesn't step in those stores, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we seen Shannon go on the show to a consignment shop and still spent a couple racks. So she okay. don't know. She when you say Forever Twenty One, Shannon said, "Girl, don't be putting no roots on me." I don't know what you just spoke <laughs> to me, but don't say that to me no more. <laughs> In addition to the hair, she then took Gina's, I think, season 14 reunion dress, which was already cheap. Actually, Shannon's looked more expensive than, than uh, Gina's, and Gina wore I that. I mean, it's not hard. Um, that is. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Gina, stand up. Okay. <laughs> Start running. Yeah, start running back to Chili's. Girl, okay. And make some orders. And then, Miss Vicky. Queen shit came in there and said, I am Vicky. I'm the OG of the OC. I ain't going as no lesser bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Kig stand. Okay. She said, I would not be going as a lesser bitch. I'm coming dressed as myself. And I and then walked in with, I think that was like liquor that had diamond encrusted and said, OG of the OC. I said, you know what? And nobody checked her. Because you don't check the queen. Exactly. She came in to get everybody drunk and in Vicky fashion to get you know herself drunk. Um, and so this is the crux of the episode. We're at Jennifer's house, which I don't know what it looks like. It seemed like she told production, you film the backyard and you film by the garage. Don't film nothing else. Because I don't think we even saw like... I don't think, Have we seen the inside of Jennifer's house? I don't think so. I think we've only seen her kitchen. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so everybody not the rest of the room's giving echo. Okay, I will say this though: everybody came to that scene and said, "Okay, let's work." I will say, it felt like this honestly was about to be a 
Heather DuBrow takedown, and and because of Shannon's neurotic ass, it turned into like Shannon freaking the fuck out. Yeah, it turned into a Shannon freak out. <laughs> but let's get into the fact that fucking Tamara popping her ass as uh, Heather DuBrow. And Heather said, "Listen would, up the skirt. You would okay. never, you would never catch me. You would never." Get, when she shot that money out the the money gun, she said, "That's the class say I would never buy a money gun." And I was like, "You know what? <laughs> I believe her." <laughs> okay, her shit is still in bands. Okay, I feel like she'd be like, "Oh no, we don't shoot money out. No, we don't." <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> I had to whoop Terry ass for giving a homeless person a two dollars. Absolutely not. No. But so we get to the episode. I love that there was no fakeness in terms of like calling somebody out. Two things that got me just filled with glee. One, Shannon and Heather were in the middle of their battle or whatever. And Tamara's whispering over there. Heather Dubrow turns her head dramatically and says, what are you whispering, Tamara? And then production put in the music. I said, oh, they're going for it tonight, bitch. They're going for it. Because Heather said, I ain't scared of now one you bitches here. And so what are you saying, Tamara? <laughs> <laughs> ah, you better get her Heather. And I got her when they said when the whole cast tried to go at Heather, were you talking about Shannon's relationship? Heather said, How about this? Were we all talking about <laughs> Oh god, they got mad. Said, oh, oh they got mad for way too long. Nan bitch. Nan bitch is gonna catch me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh baby Gina was hot she, don't, don't turn it on us oh no bitch we was all talking about it if Heather's going down the entire Titanic will be going down with me that's what it's giving and, and who was it that Heather said shut it down to was uh, it Emily no, it was Emily yeah, Emily tried to start off. She said, you better shut it she down. Said, you... I said, girl. <laughs> and then did the hand motion like, lesser cast member, pipe down. <laughs> okay. She said, I'm only addressing the A-list cast members. Okay. <laughs> Vicky, Shannon, Tamara, you can talk to me. The rest of these folks can't talk. <laughs> to make it worse, when Shannon was storming out, because y'all know I have this thing when I'm watching Housewives. When a housewife starts randomly crying, I'm always texting John like, why is so-and-so crying? And so when she, when Emily walked out and got emotional, Tamara was me, because Tamara said, well, why is is Emily crying? Okay, I was wondering that. She was so exaggerative. She said, well, why is she crying? And so I appreciate that. You know, well, Gina tried to get in. She was like, you were talking about my relationship. And for me, it's the fact that Shannon didn't even acknowledge that shit. She was like, this ain't about, this ain't about you. Once again, Shannon was like, I might be mad I have about on her side. A-list cast members only. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I loved it. They gave me what I needed. Now, this is where the other cast members need to watch out. The Tres Amigas are reforming. We've seen them reforming throughout this season. The bonds were secured tonight. When Shannon stormed out and all that bitch had, Vicky drunk ass in there talking, all you heard from Shannon off camera was, Vicky, Vicky said, oh yeah, I'm on the way, I'm coming. And then Tamara said, I have to go with Shannon. I'm sorry, I love you, I gotta go. I was like, oh, oh, it's over for the rest of the cast because these hoes have officially relinked up. Shit's about to go down. <laughs> And that's all I'm waiting on because anybody who's watched OC in their prime know that the Tres Amigas are hell. They are hell, not only to the rest of the cast, they are hell to each other. They will rip the fuck out of each other's lives 
fight all season. And then just when the cast thinks we've broken them up, these were just talking about, can we sit on the same couch again? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is dangerous behavior. I just want y'all to know. What seasons have they did that before? Did what? Like the Tres Amigas causing hell, then, you know, still having each other. Girl, start at season nine <laughs> and go up to, I think, let me see, the last time the three of them on the show, I think was 13? 14, where Vicky was a friend? 14, Vicky was a friend. So pick any time between seasons nine and 14, and they are up. And when I tell you they are up and down, they are so fun together, but they are also so chaotic, and they are held on earth to the rest of the cast members. So just pick pick a scene with the three of them and go for it. And when I say they go after each other, too, they was just a random scene. I watched that they were Tamara and Vicky were arguing. And <laughs> Vicky was like, you're you're not giving anything, girl. And Tamara turned around and said, you just a bitch. But was on the same couch came reunion time. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the episode? I don't have anything. Mm. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Kudos to Shannon going off of production again. Y'all know I love it when I see production on the screen. I don't know why. I'm just chaotic like that. But um, yeah, be on the lookout for um OC season 11. Oh, Lord, season 11. Episode 11. I cannot wait to see. Because obviously we left on a cliffhanger. So we're going to get some more of this Shannon outside at the in front of Jennifer's house. So yeah, that is our recap. And John is going to introduce us to our topic. All right, so before I get into the topic, I want to say there's been a lot of buzz on social media this week about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City trailer. I just want to say good for you guys for this excitement. I watched season three. I'm not gagging. (laughs) When season four of Salt Lake City starts, Kyle, Mr. Lovable, if you want to watch every episode, feel free. Let us know. I'm only watching episodes with Mary Cosby. Okay. I'm not watching any episode that does not include Mary Cosby. There's a rumor that Mary Cosby quit in the middle of filming season four. Mm -hmm. So if she quits, I also quit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I watched season three without her. I'm not doing that to myself again. I don't deserve that type of torture or punishment. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Is that bad? Yes. That show needs to be Go the Way of Dallas. So, now that I'm off that little side note. (laughs) So our topic today. As you guys recently heard... Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4 and 5 flip. So Season 4 was supposed to be the Ex-Wives Club Part 2. Season 5 was the Real Housewives of New York Legacy Season. So we pre-recorded a segment talking about how we feel about the New York women, the old New York women getting their own Ultimate Girls Trip and why we thought it was kind of unfair. I know we pre-recorded this a while ago, so I don't necessarily remember what we said, but I remember a lot of dragging going on. <laughs> so, please listen in to the Royal Housewives of New York Ultimate Girls Trip Legacy Topic. Okay, guys. So, today's topic, we are talking about the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 5, the Legacy New York Flop Edition. <laughs> So, as you guys know, Ultimate Girls Trip 5 is now the Legacy New York season of Girls Trip. It's a girls trip with only New York women. There's Ramona Singer, Luann, Sonia, Dorinda, Kelly, which I don't know why people still allow her on TV. And Kristen? Kristen. Yes. 
Kristen. I didn't remember her name was Kristen or Kirsten. Miss Pretty. According to her. Yeah. I like you know what I liked her on her season. Well, season six. You know, before Bethany came back. <laughs> so. <laughs> so audience, I'm gonna give you guys the title John has given this foolishness because it really actually sums it all up. He has the real ultimate legacy housewives of New York girls trip. And that literally encompasses everything this particular season, I guess, is is about to give us. And I'm not happy about it. I'm very not. I'm very not happy about it. It very much screams white privilege. I'm going to be very honest, and I'm going to tell y'all why. Andy has made it no secret that New York was his favorite franchise. He's made it no secret that he wanted New York to be the crown jewel of the whole Housewives Bravo legacy. I don't think anybody at the network anticipated what you know early seasons of Atlanta was going to come and do and how they were just basically going to bulldoze ratings-wise through every other thing on that network. I don't think he was prepared for that. I don't, I don't think he knew that. And to be honest, yeah, we know, you know, the discussions, we could talk about that later. But for at least the first eight to nine, me personally, the first 10 seasons of Atlanta are top tier and the ratings prove why they were number one for me. Opposite is New York got to the point where they had to be rebooted. Now, this is going to be there. Technically, there's a new New York coming, so that's a second reboot. But then this also seems like they're going to do kind of like a third spinoff reboot. And it's like, how many chances do you get? Right. Editor note, we are pre-recording this before the new New York has come out. That's why Kenny said there's a new New York coming out. It may already be out by the time you're hearing this. Just editor note over. Correct, correct. So yeah, it's like, how many chances do you get? Because, okay, after season four... They claimed it got too dark and too toxic. Just a quick note for the audience. Season four is actually one of my favorite (laughs) seasons. Season four was good. Yes, of New York City. So when they did announce the reboot, I remember back when it first came out, the reboot news came out. I was like, well, what? what? I I must admit, I say, am I toxic? Because it didn't give me toxic. I was like, I was thoroughly entertained from beginning to end. Okay, when Alex came down them (laughs) steps. (laughs) <laughs> baby you heard them clunkers and Luann said is that a <laughs> buffalo and then comes Alex in a huff with the I'll never forget cause she had the shawl on and it was flowing and I was like you better give me distressed white woman bitch and she was like I need to talk to you about I need to talk to you about Ramona she's very upset and I'm just like <laughs> you if I was the cameraman, you'd have heard me behind the camera giggling because, bitch, the moment, and Luann looks so serious. I'm like, is that a buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> and then they had that sit down afterwards. Oh, God. And here come Luann talking about, you came downstairs in those Herman Munster shoes. <laughs> bitch, when Luann was on, Luann was on, honestly, Luann is the best housewife in New York City. Absolutely. Right? I'm glad somebody else is saying it. Luann is the she, for me, I know everybody likes to prop up Bethany, but for me, the goat housewife of New York is the Countess, okay? okay. Especially when, she, when she's in her villain bag, which she definitely was season four. Yes, yeah, she was. Oh, my God. There's so many quotable moments from Luann from season four. But, sorry, we cut you off. So, season four, Dark Toxic, they rebooted it, season five. Yeah, so the privilege to me is, okay, so they rebooted it for season five. Okay, cool. So, season five starts, and then we go all the way to season 13, and then it just got so horrible that 
listen, I don't know who watched, but I know so far everybody I've talked to has not made it to the end of season 13 of Housewives. It seems like each person started dropping out at different times. Me personally, I dropped out during the fight with Brashawn, who was a friend of the show for season 13, and Sonya when it was shown in the trailer as this like main focus moment. But then in the show, it was shown as like a quick, maybe eight second flashback. And somehow Brashawn got the blame for it. And for me, I was like, I'm going to dip because it was the height of COVID. It was also the height of BLM movements and stuff. And so I just didn't feel right watching it because one, I was bored. And the few moments that could have been great, it seemed like, or could have been educational, Luann and Ramona seemed like they just didn't want to go there in terms of racial stuff. Um, also, they had mm-hmm. casted Leah, and I, I don't think I've made it a secret on social media that I just didn't understand her casting. We'll get more into the age gap of Housewives later, but I did not understand. Watching the women that were left, right? Dorinda, Luann, Sonia, and Ramona, and I was like, Leah? Like, I know at the time, Tinsley, <laughs> Tinsley left mid-season, so it left this huge age chasm between Leah and the other women. And so going into the new season 13, I didn't feel any bonds grow. Like I still felt like she was over here, the older women here, and then Ebony was over there. And so then it got reboot. You know, we got the the news that, you know, that season 13 was so terrible that there was no reunion. Like, and that's a big thing because that's the first time in housewife history, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, even to the point where during COVID, they did a zoom reunion for Beverly Hills in Atlanta. So, you know, those reunions mean a lot to them. And usually no matter how bad your season is, people still tune in for your, reunion so the fact that they didn't have yep. reunion i was like this isn't good look at us with jersey this past season oh god <laughs> we missed the whole season but came back for we came back to the reunion and i wasn't disappointed that, you know <laughs> i mean i was exhausted but i wasn't disappointed but yeah and so then we got the news that instead of just oh we're gonna reboot again or whatever to give these women more grace they're like oh we're gonna do two we're gonna do you know a regular reboot and then New Jersey, uh, New York legacy. That's really when I got annoyed because I was like, now, 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 hold on. It just felt like a campaign to save Ramona's job, especially after all of the racial allegations that were brought up against her while filming season 13. Correct. I feel exactly the same way. I was like, we're, I remember just being like, why, why are we doing this? Miami, you know, ratings got to the point where they just stopped filming all the way. I was like, y'all didn't give them a legacy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was a lot. It was, it was, it's kind of like, I'm excited for the new New York, but this legacy one, I'm going to watch obviously, cause it's going to be on Peacock. So it'll be free uh, for me, um, <laughs> but I'm going into it, looking at it a different, different way, because it's like, I feel like they're, they have an inflated ego now because they you know, do. Bravo is desperately doing whatever they can to bring them up back and to have them on TV and to have them at BravoCon and to have them still be in the Bravoverse because had this been Atlanta, listen, when they fired Shamari out, when they, what's her name? Before they started Girls Trip, once Taylor was out, out. Like we didn't, yep. you know, same with Kathy Wakili. Like I'm not a fan. Like please don't bring her back. But I'm just giving no, an no, not no one's asking for. Yes, that. I'm just giving an example. You know, so different housewives, and then and Orange County, their cast has changed so much. They have so many fired housewives, and none of them have been, you know, like invited to things. But the fact that we knew pre BravoCon, we already knew that there was no 
regular New York because they introduced the rebooted cast at BravoCon. Yet they still found a way to have the former New York ladies there, even if they were not on Girls Trip. They were there. Yeah, because Sonia was there. And I was like, they just had her sitting in the audience with Cynthia, mm-hmm. um, who, well, I guess Cynthia kind of disproves your point. But um, mm. but she's a new, but she was newly, like, she had just newly left Bravo. Yeah, yeah, like time. she, her most recent season, like, they just did the first season without her. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, I, but even for me, for Cynthia, I was okay with her being there because if you notice, he never said, please welcome the women of Girls Trip 1, 2, or 3. Like, it was just the women of Girls Trip. And then they said, former housewives. So for me, now I will say, I was shocked that Ebony was invited. I'm not. And, you know, while we're on the topic, I know this isn't necessarily related, but I have a feeling we are going to... I, I talked to you about this before. I have a feeling that we're going to see Ebony on that new New York with Venice two or three seasons. I would like to see what that would look like. I think she's going to be on the new rebooted New York mm-hmm. within two to three seasons because Bravo is still keeping her in the Bravo-verse. I think they were scared to start it with her considering she was on the season that failed. Mm-hmm. But I think they're keeping her around to add her in later. Another thing i say is I hate the fakeness of Leah Mob because mm-hmm. Andy already revealed, you know, when the whole, they announced the split the show, she texted Andy and said, oh, please put me on Legacy with the OGs. So, I mean, no matter what, she was going to align with them no matter what. Yeah. She tries to give off, I'm woke. And she reminds me of those white people that just go too far to prove they woke. And then in the end, you're like, girl, you sleepier than everybody out here. She's one of those white people that hate being called a racist mm-hmm. more than actually being a racist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You said that Ramona and Dorinda was so horrible to you. So horrible and put you down and all that crap. Yet you immediately text Andy to put you on the show with them. Not right. with girls who are potentially like in your age group. You know what I'm saying? Should it be of your mindset. So, yeah. So that proved the point to me. But yeah, so with Legacy Girls Trip, I don't know. Because listen, if you think about it, Luann and Sonya filmed that spinoff that's coming, which I don't even know. I don't think I'm going to watch that. I know I'm not. It's just another example of the privilege of wanting Mm -hmm. them on Bravo that they get. I mean, they go to Crappy Lake to bring tourism to... I watched the trailer to bring tourism to a town nobody's ever heard of. Like, you are housewife famous. Y'all are not world famous that y'all would generate tourism for an entire town. Like, it's just not going to happen. Right. Do they know who watched Housewives? Right. We watch y'all because we want to watch rich people, not because we are rich people. Exactly. So for me, I'm like, that's stupid. But anything to keep them in the in the Bravo loop, to be honest. Yep. As far as the show, this is a girl's trip, ultimately, which means we don't even have to see their real lives. So it's for me, I'm scared it's going to be, once again, just coked up, drunk. Um, alleged, 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 allegedly alleged coke. coked up, drunk foolishness with nothing like no reason to be like yeah let's bring them on and make them a full-time legacy show every season i feel like they're not going to give us a reason to do that we know sonya's going to be drunk we know it we know dorinda's gonna gonna... i already already saw a photo oh really see and you know she (laughs) that's how she feels she's drunk you know i yeah 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 you know but you know the toxic side of me can't wait until she's in that room with Luann. It says, 
That's why your ass got arrested? I mean, and she be throwing it out. Honey, <laughs> I can't wait till Dorinda get arrested because she be throwing it out there. She used that on Luann. And I hope Luann <laughs> has gotten to the point where she's like, girl, I don't give a fuck. Like, I need right. her to be like, girl. Because, I mean, hit her with, if you notice, she tried to go at Bethany. And Bethany said, you want to go and do some more lines? And Dorinda backed <laughs> down. It She... I was just going to talk to you, Bethany. Oh, no, no, no. Come with that aggressive energy you had five seconds ago before she spilled your alleged tea. So, yeah. So that's the thing I'm worried about. And then also, we have to talk about this. I am so uncomfortable with the fact that they're putting Kelly back on TV. I don't think that minute should be on TV at all. No, because during her original run on Roni, she seemed very mentally unwell. Yes. You know, I'm not saying it as a fact because I am not anyone to diagnose her, but it just is the feeling I got from watching her. I do not think she belongs on a television screen. I think that it might be too much pressure for her. I'm actually glad for her sake that the legacy, like, full-time series fell through because I don't think she could handle multiple months of filming. Right, right. Being forced to do certain things like usually yeah. girls trip, if they're not giving them more privilege, if they're sticking with the formula, it'll only be a week. Yep. And so those five to seven days, she should be okay. Hopefully, like I say, hopefully they're sticking to the formula of it's just a week. If they try to somehow pull a full 20-something episode season out of this, I'm going to be hot. Oh, hell, I'm not watching that at that point. Because at that point, it's just legacy. And just say we're getting legacy back. Right. So before we... Oh, my God, I almost forgot about her. Kristen. Kristen very much gives... Bethany did not say yes. We could not come to an agreement with Jill. Okay, who else we got? Carol said, don't ever fucking text me again. (laughs) Heather, when she tried to come back, she was like, yeah, I no longer fit. She was like, I don't want to be around that group anymore. Like, so your veterans and your OGs all were like, no... The only other OG lives in Australia, so she only did her, you know, her season of Girls Trip as a one-off thing. So for me, it's like Kristen was the only one left. Jews then got arrested and probably lost all her money, so we can't depend on her. So they was like, Kristen is the only one left, and I think Kristen signed on because she doesn't have to show her life. She could just go on this trip and. Well, you know, they could have, you know, they could have also asked because Alex is on Girls Trip Four. Well, Alex McCord. Yeah, well, I was saying, I wonder, I wonder if that's the reason they didn't ask her because she was, she had just got done filming that. You, you know what I mean? She'd be a better fit than fucking Kristen. I, I, I must say yes, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Obviously, with pictures Kristen posted, she's been in contact with the girls pre-filming this, so apparently there's still some sort of relationships there. So we'll see, I guess. Yeah, Kristen just feels like an odd yeah. choice. It, it gives replacement. I mean, honestly, Kelly feels like an odd choice because we haven't. Well, Kelly and least, Kristen, you know, I don't. You know, I don't follow people on social media, but I haven't seen Kelly around. Yeah, since she got fired. Kelly and Kristen give last minute apples. But but here's the thing: they considered Kelly for Legacy when they thought Legacy was going to be a full thing. And I feel like once again that was because there was no Bethany. To be very honest, I, I felt like because it wasn't going to be Bethany. And audience, just a little tea that we know, because we, you know, we try to keep up to give you guys enough. Please do not be fooled by this. I'm above and I'm beyond housewives, dot, 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 blot, mess. Because Andy revealed in his book that when he came to Bethany about doing Legacy, 
even though she was in public and online saying, I want nothing to do with Housewives, nah, 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 I'm too, you know, I'm beyond that. She was texting him saying, make me an offer and, you know, let's talk about it. So she's very much interested in coming back. She needs to get on a show that doesn't flop. So I'm sure she's very much interested, <laughs> you know, in coming back. Jill, I have to speak on Jill. Listen, I wanted Jill back so bad. I also wanted Jill back. I feel like, and I've said this, when Jill dipped or got fired, I feel like kind of like that Upper East Side wealth, classy arguing. Like, if you notice season five, that's when we started getting stupid, drunk Ramona and Sonya. Mm-hmm. We start, and then eventually, by the time we get to season like seven, you know, as much as they try to portray themselves as better, we know Bethany and Kara were participating in it. Luann had dropped the Countess pretense by this point. She was sloshed a lot. And then, oh my God, Dorinda just takes the cake. So, Dorinda said, we're having a party? Right. Let me tell you what I'm bringing. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> so, I felt like Jill would have brought a different layer. So, yeah. I'm still holding out hope. I know everybody said on the little thing that Bravo posted, there's two more fallen apples. So, maybe there might be surprise appearances. I don't know. It would be very iconic if for the third time Jill shows up unannounced. I would love it. She did it on New York. She did it for Girls Trip. Which most women were just like, girl, who is that? (laughs) (laughs) So I would love for her to do it again. I would love for that to be a clue that two apples falling means two people. And John may be right. Alex might be on a plane on her way to walk in with her monster shoes. I don't know. (laughs) Talking about breaking out in hives. Listen, (laughs) Alex may be yours. I was like, girl, you need to get that checked. Because it's happening a little too often for me. She said, Jill, (laughs) I need you to go. There's just been so much drama. They would have been mad with me. I would have stopped production. I'm like, what's wrong? I'd be like, clearly she needs to go to the hospital. Like, something's going on. Can we get her? I feel nervous. This is my house. Um, <laughs> I don't want her passing out here. Put her on the street. But don't do it. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Old New York was good. Yes. Old New York had, had when, some good moments. When they had the season four New York reunion and Cindy Borschlop and Alex were arguing and Alex was like, because you're a liability. She was like. (laughs) 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 I got to find that clip. Now I want to see it. Now I want to see it. Oh, gosh. Cindy, too bad she gave vibes that she was fucking her brother. Listen, oh, incest. God. It was giving full-blown incest. The and vibes I'm- were giving incest. I'm not saying... Oh, Kenny nor I are saying she participates in incest. We're saying the vibe she gave off gave incest. And I'm glad other people saw it because... Mm, I was like, who's the real father of these damn kids? Because you keep claiming you just had to buy yourself with in vitro. Where you get the sperm? Yeah, no, I they didn't like they were related to everybody in the family. That's all I'm saying, allegedly. So, Kenny, what if the Girls Trip Five is successful? Do you think they should start a full legacy series? If Girls Trip Five is, I mean, let's keep it real. It's going to be successful. We know people are going to watch it because we know you Bravo fans love your old drunk white New York ladies. <laughs> um. So I am going to say if it is successful, then yeah, go for it. But but because we know how the later seasons of New York got, I am okay if they give them the Jersey treatment. And what I mean by that audience is if you notice the last 
four to five seasons of Jersey, we do not get 20-some episode seasons. We get at most 12 to 13, and I feel like that is perfect. I'm actually championing for all Housewife seasons to shorten because <laughs> if you notice in the beginning when the whole Housewife kicked off, like when we had only three to four cities, that's all they got. They got 12 to like 13 episodes, and it was so jam-packed. It was amazing, and then, you know... Ugh. Love Atlanta to death, but when that season three dropped, and I realized we had been watching this shit for about six, seven months, and we still had to reunion, I said, "Why is this so long?" And then, to make matters worse, New York comes out talking about some three-part reunion after season four. Season four was like 17, 18 episodes. Then they gave us a three-part reunion. Then Atlanta, not to be outdone, came out with like a 22, 23 episodes. I was like, we're, we're, y'all doing the most. Okay. Yeah, it just kept getting longer yes. and longer. To the point where Beverly Hills started copying that. Then, if you notice, for the last few seasons, people been like, Potomac, let's wrap this up. Uh, you know, we're still going. Okay. You know? I am okay if they shorten them back to 13 episodes and to give us a two now, and let's be And let's be clear, some of this current running shows can even use less than that. Jersey. Oh, absolutely. Jersey. I made it to the Coffee Talk episode, I think, of this past season, which I think was like maybe seven or eight. You made it further than me. And then I watched the finale and then the reunion, and I didn't miss a goddamn thing. So that could have been a, what, eight or nine episode season. I watched up until the third episode and stopped and came back for the finale, which people ain't gonna like it. Melissa ate, sorry. And uh, <laughs> and jumped in, didn't miss nothing. Didn't miss a damn thing. So yeah, I agree with you where if they make Legacy a full series, it shouldn't have more than 10 episodes per season. And honestly, y'all don't, they don't need, if they get a reunion, it needs to be one part. Right. By episode six, we should be on the big cash trip of the season. Mm-hmm. And let's go to the cash trip, episode six, seven, maybe eight, nine and ten, we wrap it up. And then if we get a reunion, 11 and 12. Like, that's as much as... Ooh, 11 and 12. Well, you, said, you said two thing. parts, so that's the only reason I said... I said one part. Oh, one part. Okay, but then 11. There we go. Bang. So, <laughs> you know, and then I think it would be more effective because if you think about it, there's way more cities now. You know, when it was like what, three, four cities, I was like, okay, they're stretching to 20-some episodes, you know, one ends and then another one starts. But now it's like, if you look on Bravo, there's always at least two Housewife shows, Aaron. Then we've added in Peacock, which, before they moved, was giving us Miami and Girls Trip. So there's a lot of Housewife content out there to where they should not have to keep showing us these damn filler episodes and filler scenes, like, y'all should be able to chop this shit down to 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. And if you're really concerned, because they're talking about budget and contracts and money, if it's less episodes, you have to pay the women less money. So, I mean, sounds like a win to me. Right. So, you know, not campaigning for anybody to lose money, but if you're on a housewife show, then you should be having some money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if- You should be making your time on Housewife about building your business. Exactly. Marlo, exactly. your time on Housewife should be about building businesses. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The right way. I must say, I appreciated the way Candy did it. I appreciated the way Vanderpump did it. I appreciated the way, at seasons one through three of New York, how Bethany did it. Once she came back and we got Skinny Girl every damn where, then I was annoyed. Because yeah. I don't want to watch a, an hour-long commercial. No. And then um, 
when the tea was spilled that, you know, Bethany, you know, has all this skinny girl stuff in her contract. So that's why we saw it a lot. But then we were told, um, which housewife said that they were not allowed to promote? Oh, um, um, Ebony, when they was like, you can only promote something like a certain amount of time on a show that you can't talk about anymore. And she was just like, oh, okay. You know, so for me, it's like, I don't want to be hit with, you know, one of the most blatantly annoying things for me was one of the greatest and then one of the most annoying scenes is the same scene. One of the greatest scenes is like, she's in there crying to all, please don't tell me it's about Tom. And she's like, it's about Tom. And Luann is like, don't do this to me. <laughs> and she runs out. <laughs> one of the greatest scenes ever, because you could tell Luann really did not know. And then it turned into one of the worst scenes, because she's talking about, I'm going to lose it. Hey, somebody, I need to drink. Hand me that bottle. And she drank the skinny girl bottle, happens to be the one that Carol's stupid follower ass grabbed, while Bethany mm-hmm. is holding it so the label is out to the camera, pretending to shake and drink the skinny girl. I was like, we went from one of the greatest New York scenes ever to one of the most cringiest things I've ever seen in my damn life. The cringiest examples of product placement ever. Yes. I was like, and fuck Carol for participating in that shit. That's why (laughs) Team Bethany, I feel so sorry. I don't care participating in all that bullshit with Bethany. It was only when Bethany turned it on her that it became a Bethany is a bully. Girl, fuck you. Because you enjoyed it when when you weren't the target. So, yeah. Yep. That's all I have to say on that. (laughs) Yes. Well, this has been, you know, our New York episode. As you guys are probably hearing by this point, our new New York recaps. Once again, we recorded this before the rebooted New York came out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think this is it for this topic. We are going to close out this episode. All right. So, we're back from that. Pretty sure we dragged those hoes. So, Cal, you want to take us out? Yes, everybody. All right, everybody. That's all the topics for today. Well, all the recaps, should I say. You can find our podcast posts and links on IG and Twitter at, at @realitybasedpod or email us at realitybasedpositions at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Friday. If you want to hear more of us and our positions on something other than reality TV, namely sex, We have another podcast called Let's Talk Positions that is currently on break, but you can catch up on season one and it will return shortly. Hit us up and let us know if you enjoyed our show or if you have any questions or concerns or comments on our episode. Also, if you would like to leave us a review or rating on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, it will be greatly appreciated. My name is Kyle, guys. I'm Kenny. Once again, I'm John. All right. Catch you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.